Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We've walked across the Brooklyn Bridge to see my good friend Michael W. and learn all about the borough of Brooklyn today. We'll ride the coasters at Coney Island and then go on a pizza tour with Michael as we explore all that the city has to offer. The show notes for Brooklyn will be available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Brooklyn. Let's start the show. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. Although I love to travel, sometimes it is just good to be home. When I moved to Nashville, I decided to splurge and get a nectar sleep mattress that provided all the comfort of a luxury hotel without the price tag of one. I love that nectar sleep includes a forever warranty and that you get a 365 night trial to make sure that your mattress is everything you've dreamed of. For a limited time, my listeners will get $125 off and two free pillows with your order when you use the link wetravelthere.com forward slash nectar. Hey, Michael, how's it going today? How's it going? Nice to chat. Yeah, definitely. We're uh, Everybody's looking forward to hearing all about Brooklyn. I mean, New York City is like the city that never sleeps, but I think Brooklyn uh, needs to get some of its focus as well. Absolutely. You live in the Brooklyn area. What's your connection to the city? Have you lived there your entire life? What brought you there? So I was born and raised in Brooklyn. I never actually left. I uh, went to college here. I work here. I have worked in Manhattan, but otherwise I've been in Brooklyn my entire life. That's pretty rare in today's world, right? I would say so. What's the main thing that kept you there this entire time? I would say originally uh, family and work. Some of my family have moved away, but when I got married, we were still living here and working here. So you could say work would probably be a predominant reason why we stayed. And so if you've lived there your entire life, I mean, obviously you have plenty of colorful stories, I'm sure. But like, what's one or two words that you would say to describe Brooklyn or the people that live there? Brooklyn I was, is definitely diverse. And you could probably say it's a pretty unique place in a lot of ways. All right. So when people come to Brooklyn, are there certain times of the year that are better than others to visit? You know, New York, Brooklyn included, obviously. We have all the seasons. They have tapered off a bit. You know, we're not getting as much snow anymore. It's not getting as cold or, you know, we have our days. I think it's always good to come, but I would probably say better in the fall, spring, summer, though, if you want to avoid the potential for, you know, a storm, you know, and have that snow blocking your way, getting around. Sure. Yeah. If it, if it snows a lot and you're in the mountains, that's awesome. If it snows a lot and you're like stuck in the city, that's not as awesome. That is a great point. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. So in Brooklyn, are there, are there certain like festivals or concerts or fairs or whatever that happen throughout the year? So there are a few that stand out. We have an event called Smorgasburg, which is actually, I believe, expanded beyond Brooklyn to other cities. I'm not positive about that. So in the spring through like early fall, they do that Saturdays in Williamsburg, Brooklyn on the water and on Sundays in Prospect Park, which is a great place to visit regardless of the festival. And it's basically, um, you get a whole bunch of food vendors there, not really trucks so much, but more like vendors setting up shop, you know, pizza, burgers, all of the ethnic foods, desserts. And you could basically walk around, you know, if you're with uh, your family, you know, everyone could find something they like, share, you know, whatever it might be, sit down on a lawn, they have some tables set up. They even have actually a bar usually, like some sort of trailer, I believe. I don't really do the drinking part of that. So that's one thing. Smorgasburg is an outstanding event. And then in winter, it goes indoors and it kind of rotates. So this year, it's an Atlantic Terminal in downtown Brooklyn in a building, but it moves around from year to year. 
And it's also paired with the Brooklyn Flea, which is basically like an indoor flea market or, well, outdoor in the summer. So it's a little less food and more food and shopping, if you may. Okay. Another fun one is the Mermaid Parade in Coney Island. So you're having people dressed in very bizarre attire. <laughs> and it's near Nathan's original location, which is, I believe, 100 and some odd years old. And you're seeing a lot of interesting characters and people marching around the streets. I'm not positive it's in May or June. I've been to it maybe one or two times, but it is a fun event. Another great one is the Nathan's Hot Dog Eating Contest, which I've been to about three or four times. It's chaos and mayhem, but a ton of fun. And you're seeing people, you know, gorge on hot dogs, you know, race to uh, eat, you know, their 50 or 60 hot dogs in a, whatever, 10 minutes or so. A lot of fun. Have you ever tried like having your own little hot dog competition? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> I do love hot dogs, but no, that's not for me. <laughs> yeah, I can't even imagine how, like, especially some of them, some of the men and the women. I mean, they're like some of them are small people. Yes, and how they fit all that food into them, I just can't comprehend that. It's actually a feat of some sort because, right, you're not talking about a lot of big. There are people that are like working out, and they're like ripped. Some of them, and they're eating yeah, thirty, fifty hot dogs in ten minutes or so. It's pretty insane. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know how you even practice for that. I mean, that's that's just beyond my comprehension. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. When people come there, what are some of the like the biggest attractions? Like we mentioned, Coney Island and Nathan's. Those are, I think, some people that really know those. You know, no matter where they are in the U.S. What other things are there in Brooklyn? So in Brooklyn, we have um, Barclay Center, where you're going to see the Brooklyn Nets. The Islanders, I believe, are still there. I'm not a hockey fan. I think they might be moving back to Long Island soon. They have all different concerts and shows. It's a modern venue. There's some pretty good food vendors inside. I personally haven't been there in probably about two years, but it's right in downtown Brooklyn, pretty central location for getting around from Brooklyn or even from Manhattan to come into Brooklyn to visit it. So it's a pretty nice venue. The King's Theater is a very old theater that was renovated, reopened, I think, about two or three years ago. I haven't had a chance to see it yet, but it's it's a beautiful theater. So there's shows there like of all different sizes, you know, like big time acts, probably smaller acts too. So it's primarily like concerts or is it plays? I believe it's concerts. I'm not positive because I haven't gone. I've been wanting to check it out. I haven't had the chance. Okay. But you could even just do a tour of the theater. That's what I want to do, actually. I'm not really as interested in the show, more actually just seeing the theater itself for the architecture inside. A very popular thing is to go to Williamsburg and just kind of wander around. There's a lot of shops, there's parks, walking around, you know, great food all over the place. So that's a big one. And Williamsburg has kind of became like, the busyness of like kind of Soho in some ways, but not to that extreme. Uh Another good one is of course going to Dumbo, which is down under the Manhattan Brooklyn bridge overpass. I I don't remember the exact acronym for it, Okay, but you have like parks over there. There's different food options. Timeout is opening a food market, a food hall. I should say there, I believe next month in March, I went to the timeout market in Portugal last year, which was outstanding. So I would expect the Brooklyn one to be equally great and a major new attraction for the borough. Nice. There's a lot in Brooklyn to do. A lot of it does revolve around food, at least for me as a local. But, you know, a lot of parks, a lot of outdoor space. You could do city bike and bike around, a lot of walking, a lot of shopping, if you like. You know, there's not like any straight up thing that I would recommend. It's kind of what do you want to do? What are you interested in? Prospect Park is a a great place to just hang out. You could hike. You could walk around, bring food, have a picnic there. You know, bike around there, run around there, you know, if you're a jogger. So there's a lot of nice things in Brooklyn to do. Okay. For people that aren't necessarily familiar with Brooklyn, let's kind of start with some of the basics. 
You're coming from California. I'm not quite sure of the whole boroughs. So what does that really mean necessarily? Is that kind of like a county or is that kind of like a city? What I mean, what does that mean? All the boroughs are pretty big actually in size. I mean, each borough could probably be its own city, so to speak. I mean, Brooklyn, I think has 6 million people, maybe more or less. I don't know, but it's, it's pretty large. You could drive for an hour and probably still be in Brooklyn. So it's a, it's a big place to visit. Not all areas are of interest to the, to the average visitor or tourist. So you're probably going to want to focus more on Williamsburg, downtown Brooklyn. And if you want to go far closer to where my family lives, you'd want to go to Coney Island. So you have the beach area, amusement park area. Brooklyn Cyclones is a beautiful minor league baseball stadium. Another option I, to consider if you like baseball. Great for kids, you know, great for families. Yeah, I think a minor league baseball, generally, it's like almost a better experience than going to a professional, like a, a major league baseball game. Because I think the the players are more playing for like the the quote unquote like love of the game because they're not getting the fat contracts. All the minor league parks I've ever been to, they always have like some sort of quirky promotions that are always going on too. Absolutely, at the Cyclones, they have like this king who's this really corny, I guess, comedian. Uh huh. So some might hate him. I kind of like to laugh at him if I go. <laughs> we don't go frequently. We do go at times. Like last year, I went to a game because Noah Syndergaard, Mets pitcher, was rehabbing there, so it was like a must go. How do you not go? You know, you're paying like 14 bucks for a ticket and you're seeing him from like so close up opposed to like paying probably a hundred bucks or more to go to city field where the Mets play. So you might get these experiences where you're seeing, you know, these major stars playing in this small stadium, which is great. Like you said, like you're, you're very close to the person instead of sitting up in a nosebleeds. Absolutely. hundred feet up in the air. Right. And the key thing also, I think with minor league baseball is that for kids, the kids aren't really necessarily going to care if they're seeing, you know, Derek Jeter, you know. A-Rod, you know, these stars opposed to these, you know, young guys trying to make it. So I think for like kids, it's a great way to get used to the game and just, you know, just enjoy it basically for what it is, you know, a fun time. Absolutely. So I'm going to have a map in the, in the show notes and everything like that. But from what I remember, so like the Northern part of Brooklyn, that's kind of where the bridge is that goes across to Manhattan, right? Yes. And then on the South, that's where the shore is, where Coney Island and some of those things. Close to Long Island, basically. Okay. Closer to. All right. And then as far as like how big Brooklyn is, like you said, you can drive for like an hour. Is that because of the traffic or because it's that big? It's a little of both. It's 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 pretty <laughs> it's pretty large. I would say on a good day. So we live in an area called Sheepshead Bay, which is let's say a neighborhood or two from Coney Island. We're pretty far out in Brooklyn, opposed to where Manhattan would be. If I want to drive to downtown Brooklyn, I'm looking at a 30 minute drive, give or take. So it's not too bad. Probably a 30 minute train ride also you know, 30, 40 minute train ride. So, you know, waiting and stopping, but Brooklyn is pretty big. All right. Now, when people come to Brooklyn, is it a city where you need to get a car or should they rely on public transportation? What's the best way to get around? I would probably recommend not renting a car because the public transportation is so great in New York, as are the options of, of an Uber, Lyft, rideshare service. Parking could be a real pain. If you don't know where to look, it could be frustrating. The areas you're going to visit as a tourist that's going to be a problem. So I would say stick to public transportation, do your ride chairs. You can also do lots of walking. You're going to have a good time wandering, exploring, and you know doing things like that. Sure. Obviously, people can get around very easily with public transportation and the city bikes. I think that's a really cool thing that's pretty unique to a lot of the major cities is Citibank has the bikes everywhere around the town, right? In New York, yes. You're seeing them popping up all over the place. I've never used one because it's kind of like 
I don't know if it's like a membership, but I think it's something membership related. And oh, okay. I think you could get a day pass. It might be like, I'm going to guess five, ten dollars I'm not positive. Don't quote me. But I've never used it personally because I'm not doing a city bike with a two and a half and a seven year old with me. And oh, yeah, I'm always with my kids pretty much. So it's, it doesn't <laughs> work. It doesn't work at this stage of my life to try. Sure. But it is definitely a, a great option that is worth looking into. Uh, one thing that I loved when I was in Southern California, and I, I think I admire about New York as well, is that there are so many options as far as airports. Oh, yeah. There's three or there's, four big airports? Three that are, I would say there's three big airports, and then you have like a couple of smaller ones not too far away. I think you said that LaGuardia is undergoing a major transformation right now? So LaGuardia is going under a major change, and it will, I'm hoping, I mean, from what they say, it's going to be a, a modern, world-class airport, but I think it's going to take quite some time to finish. Some phases have been completed. I believe they've widened the areas. They're adding food and, you know, better food options there. Shake Shack, I believe, is coming or it did come there. Okay. All right. We fly predominantly out of JFK. That's best for us. It is the closest to home, so it's definitely the best option. But I am a free agent with that. I'm not going to turn down a good deal to not fly out of JFK, LaGuardia, or Newark Airport, which is in New Jersey. But it's also, for me, maybe... On a good day, 45 minutes to an hour away. Okay. But then I have to pay, you know, for parking there if it's a longer trip. That's the issue. And for the listeners, we'll talk about this a little bit later on, but Michael travels all around the world with his children. And I think you said you're taking your oldest son to more than 50 countries. My older son, Lucas, is seven years old as of January. He's been to 56 countries so far, not including other like breakaway republics, which aren't recognized by the UN. (laughs) I'll throw that in there. I'll throw that in there because it's fun. And sure. my, my younger son, Theo, is two and a half. He's been to 26 countries so far. Yeah, that's awesome. Especially because there's several different airports that are right there. And, and there's always deals kind of out of that New York market to head over to Europe or even South America. Oh, and absolutely. I, I'm definitely envious of that. Living where we do, it's so strategic for that. We could be at JFK in 25, 30 minutes without traffic. LaGuardia, 45 minutes. And Newark, probably also 45 to an hour. So three major airports. All within an hour's drive, let's just say. That's awesome. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) So, all right, well, we only have a few more minutes. uh, And and one thing that I really love talking about is what are some of the the local food places in the city? And I know you've mentioned a couple different things to me in the notes ahead of time. Uh, I think one of the places that you really go to for absolutely delicious burger, what's that one called? So there are a lot of great options for burgers. My personal favorite burger in New York is only available during lunchtime at Peter Luger's, which is a world-famous steakhouse in Williamsburg, Brooklyn. It's been there since, I believe, 1887 or so in that, in that frame. And you're getting basically cuts from their steaks, which are the grinding down to make a burger out of. So you're getting a great quality steak at a discount, basically, in the form of a burger. It's a delicious burger. It's great. Wow. I'm, my mouth is uh, watering right now just, just imagining that. <laughs> but don't show up there for dinner expecting it because you're not going to find it on the menu. Oh, okay, okay. Lunchtime only. And can you just walk up or do you need reservations? That's a good question. So reservations are definitely highly recommended. There is the potential to walk in, but I wouldn't count on it. So you're going to want to make a reservation one month in advance. Oh, wow, that that far in advance. Wow. It might not even be available then. But yeah, the key is a month in advance and lunchtime to get their burger. The steaks are delicious too. I've only had the steak there probably once or twice. But Uh the burger is where I see the deal. Nice. Let's see some of the other places. I think the one that uh, that has chocolate donuts and chicken biscuits. Oh, yeah. So besides burgers and pizza as my two favorite foods, <laughs> I love Southern, like, you know, comfort food and all, you know. Okay. So Pies and Thighs in Williamsburg is outstanding. 
so we start our meal with a donut. We kind of go backwards there. Okay. So the chocolate donut is, it's pretty thick and cakey, but it's, it's unique and delicious and you must try it. Basically it's, it's really good. And the menu, like everything that I tried has been great there, but my favorite is the chicken biscuit, which has a hot sauce on it. And I believe honey or syrup of some sort. Uh-huh. So it's like, it's like sweet and spicy and it's really wonderful and great. The, uh, biscuits and gravy are delicious there. They're known for their like chicken box, which is like a couple of pieces of chicken and I think a couple of sides you pick. I don't remember how that works exactly. Uh-huh. Or the chicken and waffles is great there. I mean, there's a lot of options there. It's, it's a great restaurant. Right on. If you love uh, like the hot spicy chicken, have you been here to Nashville uh, and had the hot chicken here? Prince's is it? Yeah, Prince's is like the OG one. Yeah. Yeah, that like burnt my face basically. <laughs> <laughs> Best way to put it. Yeah, yeah. I wasn't. I honestly wasn't a huge fan. It really was way too spicy for me. Yeah, I went to one called Party Fowl here and I had the mild and it was still pretty hot for my uh, inexperienced taste buds. Yeah, I think you have to really go into it knowing what you're going to be getting. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Prince's was uh, levels beyond me. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then you mentioned a couple other places. Let's see, like Sheepshead Bay. Uh, there's a place called what, Brennan and Carr. Is that? That is perfect. Yeah. So, so Sheepshead Bay is, is the area I grew up in. And within like a one mile walk, not even probably, you have two great places for roast beef and cheese. So Brennan and Carr has been there since 1937 or eight, I believe. It's this little like wooden shack on like this little triangular like corner. And they have this roast beef they make. They dip it in this like delicious gravy. It's like a a thin gravy. And then they put like liquidy, not cheese whiz, but kind of a cheese whiz kind of cheese on it. It's, It's great. The burgers are excellent there. And then you have Roland Roaster, which is maybe a 15 minute walk away. And they have a bigger menu. It's a, it's a little newer. It's not from 1938. It's probably from the, I'm guessing from the eighties. I'm not really sure when it, that opened, but they also have roast beef and cheese. I think the buns are baked fresh for them every day. They offer also burgers, chicken fingers. They even have like little thin pizzas, which are, you know, it's a good like extra item. I wouldn't go there for the pizza. Sure. I mean, Brooklyn has amazing pizza. So, but yeah, she Bay is a cool little area. If you're in Coney Island, you could come over here. It's only, it's one train stop away, essentially. Okay. And then I think what New York is really kind of known for is like bagels, right? They have a certain, there's a, I guess something, certain something that's in the water that makes the, ba- the bagels taste much better in New York than I do any place else. Yeah, I'd say so. Do you have any recommendations for a bagel place? You know, I'm not a big bagel fan. I do enjoy them. So really, I think if you're in Brooklyn, really probably any, I mean, Kings Highway Bagels, which isn't in anywhere a tourist would probably be visiting, is a great shop, but you're not going to come special for that in all honesty. I think you're not going to do too bad at any local bagel store. Well, everything that Michael's talked about, and we got plenty of other things as well that we haven't had a chance to get to, uh, they're all going to be in the show notes, but uh, now it's time for the final countdown. So Michael, if somebody only had time for one meal in Brooklyn, where should they go and what should they eat? That's a really hard question. Could I give you like three? (laughs) Sure, sure. All right. So if you like barbecue, which I love barbecue, you can get the best barbecue in New York City at Hometown Barbecue in Red Hook, Brooklyn. It's a pretty massive place. It looks like it was like plopped in out of Texas, basically, you know, all the, the, <laughs> the, wood, the wooden walls and a big American flag painted on one, you know, all faded out. I mean, outstanding brisket. My favorite item is the Korean sticky ribs, which I don't know who's seen that on a Texas style barbecue place menu before, but they are out of this world. So if you like barbecue, hometown barbecue. So we already talked about pies and thighs. If you like Southern, that's great place. I didn't mention earlier, but if you don't go early, you're going to probably wait for a table quite a while. Oh, okay. On the weekends. 
Okay, so like what, like go in the mid-afternoon type of thing? We try to go close to opening, within an hour of opening, if it's on a Saturday or Sunday. If not, you're going to probably wait a solid hour to get in there. Ooh. What time yeah. do they open? I want to say 11 o'clock, I'm pretty sure. Okay, so get in there early for a little early lunch. Exactly. Go for brunch. Skip your breakfast. Go there and have the donut and have your meal after that. And the other option, of course, is probably my favorite food, which is pizza. Now, I have lots of favorites, so it's hard for me to recommend one choice for you where to go. But I would say if you want to have pizza but also have something else, let's say a burger with your pizza or like a chicken sandwich, you can go to a place called Emmy Squared in Williamsburg, which does Detroit-style pizza, which is like a thinner, airy square with the cheese bubbling over the crust, kind of like hardened. It's wonderful. And another option is just to do, I like to go on little pizza tours or pizza crawls where we'll go to like a few shops in a day, just get a slice at each, share them, you know, a couple slices where we're not really eating a ton of pizza, but we're eating a lot of variety of pizza. <laughs> and I could give you suggestions for that if you're ever in Brooklyn, because we do this a decent amount. Hey, I'm all about the pizza. So I'm going to have to come up there and we're going to have to try that out for sure. Yeah, if you so- want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, you lived there your entire life. What's one of your most memorable stories of living in Brooklyn? Huh, that's a stumper. That's a tough one. In all honesty, I don't really have any like standout story of like Brooklyn as an individual because I've been here my whole life. But I think just like growing up in Brooklyn, you know, going to the park all day and playing handball with my friends, and then you know, I went to college here, and you know, a different kind of you know, going out with friends, and it's like it's been a lifetime of being here. So it's kind of the whole package of. You know, the, the evolution of Brooklyn, though, to me, because it's changed a lot yeah. over my lifetime. Definitely. I mean, it, it's like we were talking about before. When you've lived in that one spot for so long, sometimes it's nothing really kind of stands out about, above all the other memories. One of my favorite memories of, of being in Brooklyn is as a tourist, we were there for Fourth of July. And, you know, some of the people that we were talking to at one of the restaurants or a bar said, hey, what you want to do is actually go over to Brooklyn and sit in one of the parks there and get the views of the city skyline as the fireworks are going off you know, in the, over the water. To me, that was just amazing to watch all that. Yeah, I, I personally have never done that actually. So I'm probably not home usually in July 4th. That sounds great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think that when it's your hometown, you've only lived in this one place. It's hard to pinpoint one thing. And like the best example is like, people might come to like, let's say Coney Island, like, wow, these rides, that Nathan's hot dog from, you know, 110 years old or, you know, whenever it opened. And to me, that's like, it's accessible for me. You know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's great. You might come here and that might be your memory and say, wow, you got to do this when you come to Brooklyn. To me, that's like one of the things to do. You know what I mean? So it's really hard. I think when you live one place for so long. Absolutely. Obviously you've had a lot of happy memories uh, there, but what's like the happiest happy hour in town? All right, so happy hour. I'm going to give you a couple of suggestions. At this point, I'm not a happy hour kind of guy, to be honest. I'm more of a family man. <laughs> if you're coming when it's nice out, you definitely have to hit up a place called Pig Beach. It's in Gowanus, Brooklyn. It's an indoor-outdoor space. It has a pretty large outdoor area. You could bring kids there. You could bring your dog there if you have a dog. They have very nice barbecue. They have a great selection at their bar, you know, mixed drinks too, and you could hang out there for hours. It's it's a nice place. It's It's really big. And another one I'd recommend is in Williamsburg called The Commodore. It's a really funky, cool bar, and it has a great, like, spicy chicken sandwich. It has a great burger there with a little, like, umbrella on the top of it, like, really cute looking. And the food's great there. It's a fun place to go to. You mentioned pizza and the pizza crawl and everything. You know, that's one of the things I love to do is have pizza wherever I travel. If I could only have one pizza in Brooklyn, where would I go? You're putting me on the spot. All right, so you want to go for pizza. Is there any pizza you like in particular? Pepperoni. All right, so that now we're going to narrow it down. 
So I like pepperoni. I don't love it. But if you want a great slice of pepperoni pizza, you're going to go to Paulie G's Slice Shop, which opened about a year ago. And his pizza is phenomenal. He also has a, a pizzeria, like a sit-down, you know, nighttime-only place. But the Slice Shop is putting out great stuff. And they use pepperoni called Cup and Char. It's by a company called Ezo Sausage. And it's like these little small discs of pepperoni. They kind of curl up and little pools of oil are going to be inside. But it's, like, delicious. Nice. That's one. Now, if you just want, like, another, like, great slice, not sit-down, La Industry makes some of the most creative pizza, I think, out there. And any pie he makes, he can make you a slice of. I'd recommend there the burrata slice, which is, think of it as a great slice of pizza and, like, cold burrata added to it after it's heated up. What's burrata? Burrata is like a creamy mozzarella. Oh, so okay, okay. watery. It's, it's oh, you need to try it. My wife's a foodie, so she would totally know what you're talking about, but I'm kind of like a four-year-old in a, in a man's body, so... <laughs> so your so, wife, <laughs> your wife is a foodie. I call myself a junk foodie because I'm yeah. I'm a pretty picky eater, but I know what I like. Yeah, I yeah. like I like good unhealthy food. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, right. I'm well, like we we alluded to it earlier with uh, you traveling a lot with your children, and you know you and I both blog on the the boarding area blog uh, network. Can you tell the audience a little bit about who you are and what you do, and and how they can reach you? Absolutely. So I I'm blog at Michael W Travels. I've been on boarding area about six years or so. I, I forgot the exact date I joined. I focus on family travel, trip reports. I write a lot about food, actually. So I have quite a few burger reviews, pizza reviews, um, other things. I actually have reviewed, I think, McDonald's. And like, <laughs> I go to McDonald's everywhere I travel around the world. At home, I don't really eat McDonald's, but I love their bizarre, you know, local style menu items. So I think I have reviews of like 15, 20 different countries, McDonald's so far. Maybe more. I, I don't remember. I, I'm, I'm a little behind. I'm putting those sure. out. Uh-huh. I post also, you know, different quirky travel news and fun things along those lines. So if somebody wanted to reach you, obviously, michaelwtravels.com, right? Yes. And then if they wanted to reach you on social media, whether it be Twitter or any of the other channels, how would they reach you there? Sure. So I use Twitter. So it's at michaelwtravels. I love posting photos on Instagram. I actually have two accounts. I have at michaelwtravels where I share photos of our travels. And then I have one creatively named Michael W. Travels Food, where I like to post fun food pictures, you know, pizza, burgers, barbecue, all that good stuff that you're going to want to come and eat and go find. That sounds good. You know, I mean, I think the biggest inspiration you get sometimes is from your stomach. When you, (laughs) when you start seeing those pictures, you go, I want that, you know? (laughs) Well, you know, you know, there are some places that you could visit and you go there kind of to eat and you have to find things to do between meals or else you just can't eat anymore. Sure. And those are always fun little trips. For instance, we love going to Philadelphia, which is only, give or take, a two-hour drive from here. And you could go to Philly and do nothing, you know, just wander around. It's a great city, you know, and eat great food. So, yeah. Definitely. Well, Michael, I really appreciate you being on the on the show. I've had a great time. I've learned a lot more about Brooklyn, and I'm definitely going to come over there for that pizza tour. You and I are going to get a good bunch of slices, for sure. That sounds perfect. I'm in. <laughs> All right, buddy. Well, thanks a lot. It was great talking to you, and uh, we'll see you when we travel there. Thanks for having me. When visiting New York City, make sure you explore beyond Manhattan. Brooklyn has so much to offer with coasters at Coney Island, amazing burgers at Peter Luger's, and minor league baseball to enjoy all summer long. And if you come during the summertime, you need to visit Smorgasburg to sample all the flavors from over 75 local vendors. What is your favorite thing you learned about Brooklyn? Please let us know in the show notes at wetravelthere.com forward slash Brooklyn or log into the We Travel There podcast community on Facebook. 
Join us in the next episode when Tim and Amy Rutherford take us to Budapest, Hungary to experience the old world charm of the city and explore the cobblestone streets of Castle Hill. We hope you join us when we travel there. If you like this podcast episode, please share with your friends and tell them what you enjoyed most. Make sure you subscribe, that way you don't miss any of our upcoming destinations.